0: Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G.
1: Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the, for the hour. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, modeling the way and continuing in our series of Coons um, and Panzer's five exemplary leadership, uh, one might say, uh, practices uh, from their book, The Leadership Challenge. With us today to help us have this conversation, we have Ivonda Thomas, who's the Director of, he- of the Health Department of the City of Evanston. Ivonda, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes. And also on the line we have Mindy Mulligan, who's the Area Director for the Head Start uh, program here with the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego. Mindy, also thank you for being on the line. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start by just asking each of you to share a little bit about yourselves. Mindy, would you like to go first?
2: Sure. I'm an area director for a nonprofit program in San Diego. It's the Head Start program, um, and it's under Neighborhood House Association. And I have um, my master's degree in human behavior with a special emphasis in organizational development.
1: Fabulous. I should have known that just by how (laughs) excellent you are. (laughs) I I learned something new there. Anything else you'd like to share about yourself?
2: Um, I guess while we're on the topic of uh, leadership, that is one of the areas that I just love. So I'm very excited Mm -hmm. to be here to talk about it.
1: Great. And, Ivonda, how about yourself? Want to share a little bit about yourself?
3: Sure. Um, well, I hail from Chicago, Illinois, and uh, recently, well, came to Evanston in 2005, and I've been running uh, the Evanston Health Department for um, a few years now, and uh, my educational background is in nursing, so I started out knowing and real clear that I wanted to be a nurse and uh, got my master's in nursing and in public health and uh, just completed my doctoral studies in health administration. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And it's real clear that I knew that I wanted to um, take my nursing education and my public health education and um, just marry the two and I enjoy and have enjoyed about 20 years working in public health and I've been in administration primarily for a while now. So enjoy it and uh as the leader of the health department this is a great and interesting topic for me as well, um, because I try to stay current on um, current um theories and um, practices around evidence based uh charismatic leadership specifically and uh I do consider myself a, a public servant and a servant leader.
1: Wonderful. Thank you again, Ivonda, for being with us and thank, thank you, Mindy. You. Yes. I'm going to um, ask, maybe we'll go back to Mindy and, and have you think a little bit first with regards to what does Modeling the Way mean to you and how important do you think it is for effective leadership?
2: Oh, I think it's it's key to to effective leadership. And I think that Modeling the Way is um, however you want your staff to treat the clientele is exactly the way you should treat them. So it, it definitely is exactly that. It's modeling it. Whatever behavior you want to see from them is is the way that you need to treat them.
3: Excellent. I couldn't agree with you mm-hmm. more. Evada, mm-hmm. um, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly, Mindy. And and I've learned um, through my career sometimes that may change, um, and sometimes our followers or people that we work with don't pick it up right away. So how I model the way is I do model it, but I want to send a really clear message and I have discussions around it. So when I have staff meeting, I solicit feedback, from my staff to make sure that my intention is actually met, to make sure that what I think I'm role modeling is actually getting across to my staff. And so I ask them, you know, real specific questions or um, I solicit their feedback to just make sure that what I'm thinking I'm presenting and what I'm thinking, you know, how I'm walking the talk is really translated the same as my intention. Mm-hmm. So, Excellent. yeah, I just think it's critical and sometimes we may forget that because Sometimes in leadership, you know, we we think we're role modeling and we think our intention is, is what we put out in the universe. And sometimes it's just not because people come from different worldviews. I mean, people right. just have different life experiences. And so I kind of check in to just make sure that I'm meeting my own um, expectation of, of how I model and that my staff is actually, um, you know, getting my heart's intention.
1: Great! I think that's excellent. I think one of the um, places I have a, um, the pleasure of being associated with as an executive coach is the Center for Creative Leadership, mm-hmm. and an important part of their leadership development program is having leaders really think about: Do your intentions align with your impact? Yes, and, uh, yes. and I think that that's critical as well, Ivonda. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have you guys just think about um, to model the way it really does imply that a person has some sense of clarity about Mm -hmm. the way that they, you know, want to go about doing something, the way that they want to conduct themselves or or um, accomplish something. And both of you being strong leaders in your own right, um, I'd ask you, you know, how did you go about gaining clarity on what's important to you and the type Mm -hmm. of leader you want to be? Mindy, why don't we stay with you going first for the moment?
2: Um, when I first became the director uh, for the Head Start program, I sat down with with my staff and I told them what my expectations are, but I also asked them what their expectations were of me to make sure that we all have um, similar goals um, or visions so that I understand, you know, because maybe what I want to gain out of my career and in our program is not the same as the staff that uh, report to me. So I needed to make sure that I gained clarity not only on the type of leader I wanted to be, but on the type of leader that they wanted me to be. And I think... um, Being really tangible with that, not just asking them, but I I took notes as they were talking, and I took the notes myself. I didn't have a secretary do it for me because I think that even just shows um, shows staff that you truly care to the point that you're doing it yourself. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the meeting, I um, I restated you know, what I thought they said their expectations were, to make sure that I really did understand it properly. And um, and then I typed it up, and uh, we revisit it from time to time to make sure we're all still kind of on that same page okay. and that we have the same expectations.
1: Great. So you pretty much aligned, you kind of thought about it and um, had clarity on what your expectations were, but then had a conversation to kind of calibrate, one might say, and and further gain clarity and consider also what your staff needed. Yes, exactly. Because
2: okay. mm-hmm. you can't you can't go in thinking you have your expectations if they don't align with mm-hmm. your program or with your staff.
3: Okay, great. Thank you, Ivonda. Anything mm-hmm. you'd like to add or want to yeah, share about of that? I totally was. agree with Mindy, and I just want to share that I have that approach. As well, Mindy, and um, because I came into a system where I inherited a staff, I really took a lot of time trying to figure out and assess, you know, um, the level of skill, the level of talent, and the resources that I had in my staff, and then I did, like you, share with them... What I expected um, as a leader uh, redefined what our mission as a department was and how they could lend to supporting that mission. And then I asked them, you know, if there was something missing, if they felt I mean, because sometimes when you, you when you have a mission on the wall, people may not adapt their. Um, you know, their outcomes or, you know, outputs to the mission. And so I kind of give them examples of what a program deliverable or an activity or an action, how that translate into our mission. And what was eye-opening for them as well as myself, um, my staff shared with me that 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 kind of time and intention and that kind of uh, spirit wasn't, you know, addressed. Many people do things just out of, uh, you know, habit because this is how we've done. On it. This is history and they really don't know why they have the actions or activities and programs um, that they're expected to perform and they don't know how they tie into a strategic plan. They may not know how they tie into the, you know, the department's mission and because we had those kind of discussions and those levels of engagement. It really helped my staff to really begin to value what they brought to the table value what they brought to the organization, and I could be clear in identifying how valuable they were to the organization and um and that 's another way of how i role model um my expectations and how i role model the kind of leader that um you know that i um I'm intending to be, and and I try to be consistent, even though, you know, the the economic climate has changed, even though some of our resources are um, minimized now, I, I address that too. I talk about the elephants in the room, you know, I talk about the budget restraints, I talk about budget restrictions, and I include them in as much as I can with information so that people don't work and perform out of anxiety and fear, etc. So again, Mindy, I, I did the same thing you did. I sat down and laid out my expectations and asked them their expectations of me after we had these discussions about the mission, the strategic plan, and their talents and their resources and how... Um, their talents and who they are as resources were valuable to addressing those kinds of things. So we would have, you know, a like-mind kind of approach okay. to um, yeah, deliverables from the department.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Wonderful. I'm going to ask you guys to just think about if you actually can call to mind someone that has had a significant impact on the type of leader that you've become and how did they most influence you? Um, either of you can go first
2: i'll I'll go first, if that's okay Vonda yeah sure, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, i've I've been asked this question before, and I've had to think about it a lot, you know, and I'm thinking, is it maybe a professor I had or um, a previous supervisor I had, and really the one person that keeps coming back to me is Oprah Winfrey. Um, oh, wow, Which I think is funny, and I think mm-hmm. it's just because growing up and seeing Oprah uh, become a leader in her own right. And what I love about Oprah is her original intent was not to be a leader. Her original intent was just coming from a pure place mm-hmm. and uh, a place of empathy, and uh, she just has a real uh, love and care for for human and humankind, and um, and so, but through her trying to gain a better understanding of human beings and where they're at, I think that that has made her be a successful leader because people see that she values them, she values their opinion, she values where they come from, and and before you know it, she is a this phenomenal leader. Wonderful. So I, I just I think she sticks out.
1: Great. Thank you, Mindy.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know, I, um, I actually,
1: Yvonda, would... mm-hmm. it, may, it looks, sounds like we may need to um, take up a bit of a break. Okay. So um, I'm going to ask you to respond to the same question when we come back. Sure. Okay. So it sounds like we're going to take a short break, and when we return, we'll, have, we'll hear from Ivanda with regards to the leader that uh, comes to mind for her and um, also just kind of continue this conversation on how do we find our voice, how do we model the way. And uh, continue to make a difference. So I'm going to ask you to stay with us, and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matter Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions.
0: Are there any challenges to your success? You already have what it takes to turn these challenges into results in any area. Find out more when you tune in to The Power of Realism. Why Integrity Matters with host Jeffrey Canavan. We all deal with adversity and challenges in life and business. We'll talk with those individuals who have faced these challenges and turned them into success stories. By making just a few shifts in your thinking, you too can be one of these success stories. The Power of Realism airs live on Thursdays at 10 a.m. U.S perfect time on voice america business Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email g at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. And listen to CIO Talk Radio with Joe Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: Today we're talking about finding your voice, really modeling the way. We have Ivonda, uh, who's the Director of the Health Department with the City of Evanston, on the line with us today. Thanks again, Ivonda, for being with You're us. You're welcome. Yes. And Mindy Mulligan, who's an Area Director for the Head Start Program here at the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. Thank you also, Mindy. Thank you. Yes, Ivonda. before we went to break, we were going to ask you to just share a little
3: bit about uh, someone who may have impacted the type of leader you've become yes um you know i i i think about the first person that i recall that just really uh impacted me as a leader he was my um uh, math teacher in elementary school and i just remember him so vividly his name is uh Telkia rutherford uh mr rutherford he wanted us to learn so bad and we i don't know why this math um course that I had, again, in elementary school just seemed so hard and so difficult and foreign, and he saw that his students were really struggling, and so he really took uh additional time with us because he he his whole goal was for us to get it, not, you know, whether or not we got A's or B's or whatever it was, 100s or 95s on the test, but I just remember his heart was so pure and so sincere that um, I'm sure he went above the curriculum, you know, that was set for the day or established during that time for us to, you know, complete the equations. And he wasn't really about how much uh, we learned as far as quantity, but he was so concerned about us getting the concept. And I always said, I want to be like that when I grow up you know very early on and uh and I think um as I've developed over the years I've always wanted people to get an understanding and really understand why we do what we do and not just you know completed deliverable. You know, I never wanted to be the kind of leader that said, you know, because I said so, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I'm the leader, but I wanted um, anyone who was under my leadership to get the big picture and understand how um, they brought value to the big picture and understood how they contributed. And also, when they didn't contribute and when they didn't bring value, I wanted to be as clear about that as well. And I just remember that early on, that, you know, sixth-grade math teacher who just, I will never forget how he wanted us to get it, and he wasn't, you know, most concerned about how many 100s and how many stars we got on our math test, but that we really got the concept and why it was important, and that has sustained me my entire life. Great.
1: You know, and it's important for us to also just think about how in so many different roles that we may find ourselves in as care providers, as, you know, they may be social workers, teachers, mm-hmm. managers, supervisors, you know, uh, even those that are parents, uh, all find ourselves in these roles where we are definitely influencing mm-hmm. the lives of others and having yes. an impact on the type of person and, therefore, the type of leader that they um, will and can become. hmm Definitely. Mm-hmm. In the book, The Leadership Challenge, um, Kuhn speaks about, um, the difference, or really, I should say, the significance of developing credibility as a leader and how important it is to do what you say you're going to do. Um, how does that ring true, um, for you and, um, and how significant do you think that is? Uh, Yvonne, why don't we
3: continue with you. Sure. Um, you know I think um credibility is is huge because you know credibility establishes you in your um peer group it establishes establish establishes who you are in your um work environment and I think consistency um helps to do that and then when you have to uh, react or be proactive out of your consistent um, way of modeling. Saying that you know speaking that and uh sharing what that's all about also lends additional credibility because so many times i've seen people um change their behavior i mean in a significant way without any explanation, rhyme, or reason, and sometimes that could um just offer some you know delusion or it could dilute the perception that people have, mm-hmm. and again appreciating that. Uh, many of us do have many similarities, but we also have many differences, valuing those differences, and just being clear about what they are and speaking them, mm-hmm. um, I think, lends uh, credibility. I, for, for me, I've been... Uh, Of course, being female, um, I've been in situations where I've been the only female in the room um, or the only person of color in the room um, or the only nurse in the room um, in an environment that's just very different than what I represent. And so how I... um, Establish credibility in a new environment is I'm open and I try to show integrity and honesty and and, and respect and hopefully that comes back to me and so that, that kind of um, um, allows an environment for a credibility to begin to germinate in that environment. You know That's what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense?
1: No, it makes a lot of sense. Wendy, I mean, uh, Mindy, let's see if you'd like to jump in there. Yvanda, that thing makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, Vonda made some terrific points, definitely, and I agree with all of it. Um, Another point that I think helps with credibility is your follow-through. So Mm -hmm. I think uh, staff really look to see if you're going to follow through, and the second you don't follow through on something you say you're going to do is is the second that you lose them, and you can just ruin any credibility or any relationship that you had been establishing with them. So I think... As a leader, you really have to be aware of um, when you're talking to staff, what you say you're going to do, what you tell them you're going to follow up on. So it takes a bit of organization. Uh, yeah. I know for myself, I always carry around a pad of paper and a pen because staff will stop you in the oddest of times and ask you for something, and you're like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll get on that. And you can easily forget it. So um, yes. always, always taking notes of what you say you're going to do and ensure that you follow up on that. And even if whatever it is you're going to do ends up being a dead end, following up with a staff member and saying, hey, I looked into this, and, you know, it's not going to be possible, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But just so they know that you heard them, uh, you took it seriously, and, and you followed up. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, absolutely. I think
1: that that is, um, I think, an excellent point with regards to the follow-through, and um, also Evanda with you with regards to speaking of the consistency. Mindy, I know one of the things that you said uh, previously was when you started in your position, you sat down and you listened, and I think that's another thing that's so important in establishing credibility as relates to the relationship. I think part of the credibility clearly comes from uh, demonstrating competence and the ability to follow through. And when we talk about the relationship, an important part is, do you understand where I'm coming from? Um, Is that the piece around, the relationship piece around credibility? And that really, I think the best way for people to understand that we get it and we get them is to listen to them, and I think, right. um, Mindy, you've done a fabulous job of coming into your influence. I mean, so your position and influencing in such a positive way, and, and I think a large part of your success is that you've done a wonderful job of establishing credibility because of your uh, follow-through, but also because of your listening
4: mm-hmm.
1: to others. So I want to commend you on that. Yes, absolutely. So as we um kind of um, think about. um your own vision uh, that you've developed through observing, getting input, and reflecting on things that you've um, uh, thought about um, and how you wanted to move your own organizations forward. What are some of the things that you've decided were important for you to embrace in your own leadership style, and how do you actually go about modeling them? Mindy, why don't we start with you? Okay, the the
2: first thing that I feel is important to um, establish that is by creating some structure and a safe environment for staff. Because Mm -hmm. if they don't feel like there's uh, some structure in place, like a a roadmap, and that it's a safe environment, they're not going to open up, they're not going to um, blossom. So if you can kind of create some structure and let them know that this is a safe environment where you're valued, that's where you'll start seeing their... um, their individual characteristics, their special talents, you'll see them start bringing those forth to you because they know they're in an environment where they can open up and it will be appreciated. And then uh, the other thing I think is positive reinforcement. I think that is like the ultimate key. You can't give enough positive reinforcement, even if it's just, you know, a good job or, um, you know, I really like the way you did that, just little things. that just keeps staff going. And I hear that a lot from staff, that the positive reinforcement just makes them want to work harder.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah,
2: and and I know if we've kind of talked about that
1: really helps to have a person feel appreciated and gives them that extra energy that comes mm-hmm. from that, one might say that emotional energy, from feeling valued and appreciated. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that.
3: Yvonne, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, you know, I just want to add um, a challenge that um, sometimes we as leaders may have in that same um arena um when when you're going through downsizing and reorganization and right sizing whatever you want to call it um staff really feel anxious and really feel um really you know not secure Mm-hmm. And uh I don't pretend with my staff. I don't offer them a false sense of security. What I do is I tell them as much as I can of what I know. And then we strategize on what does that mean for our department, what does that mean if we are further reduced, because we have been, you know, um, and I'm just honest about that. And, and I try to keep them engaged with the discussion, and then I ask them, you know, what are some strategies or solutions that you think might be helpful? Um, I include them in on that process, even if I can't um, change the environment or uh, change uh, the outcome, just talking about the fact that people are anxious and feeling unsecure, um, and, and, and just Allowing people to have an opportunity to share that in a safe environment and in a secure environment also speaks to additional level of credibility. It, it, it speaks to that I hear them, I feel them, I'm concerned about them, and even if I can't as a leader change the outcome because it may be above me, it may be, you know, I'm out of my um you know um scope of you know deciding at the end of the day what will happen just having the safe environment event and to mm-hmm. discuss and just to own their own feelings um assists again and and my um, ability to lead in difficult times.
1: Okay. Well, great. And, so, and I think that keeping um, persons informed and engaged is certainly an important part of modeling the way and enrolling others, which we'll kind of talk a little bit about, you know, how do we actually enroll others in our vision as we go about walking the talk. We're going to take another short break, come back and hear questions from our listening audience. And, um, again, return with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions.
0: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness.
1: We hear it and read about it every day in the news.
0: Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment rising to levels not seen since the Great Depression.
1: How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor. Can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific time on the voice america business channel
0: from the boardroom to you voice america business network
1: And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about Modeling the Way, and Ivonda Thomas, Director of Health, um, I should say, of the Health Department with the City of Evanston is with us Mm -hmm. having this conversation. Again, thanks, Evonda. And Mindy Mulligan, who is the Area Director for the Head Start Program here with the uh, the Neighborhood House Association here in San Diego, California. Mindy, thank you as well. Thank you. And also we have, who's just joined us, is Luis Gonzalez, who is the um, Community Affairs Director. Luis, I get your title correct.
2: That's right. Okay.
1: Mike colleague here also at the Neighborhood House Association, I think you were going to give a shout-out and a thank you to some of our key sponsors and supporters. I'm going to turn it over to you for a moment.
2: Absolutely. Thank you on behalf of the entire Neighborhood House Association for everybody who participated at our first annual golf gathering. The event took place September 9th, last Friday, and it was outstanding. Almost uh, over 100 golf participants that showed up and, and, and played an outstanding round of golf. So for all those listeners out there looking uh, to participate with NHA, next year we we plan to host uh, another golf event, um, so why not come down to San Diego, enjoy the sun, and be part of a great organization and to support a great cause and a great round of golf. So thank you again to Union Bank, our title sponsor, Barney & Barney, Torrey Pines, Jazz 98.1, a bunch of other sponsors who stepped up, and the over 100 golfers who contributed to NHA and the success of the golf gathering. So thank you from behalf of the entire agency. Um, looking forward to next year's event.
1: Wonderful. At my thank you, thank you as well. And thank you, Louise, for coming on and sharing that message and shout-out to our sponsors.
2: Absolutely. Great job, Dr. G. Uh
1: huh. Thank you. Is Valerie on the line? Our associate producer, Valerie, are you on the line? I am. Okay, great. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And, Valerie, I think I heard we had two questions?
4: Yes, we do. Okay. And could we ask you to start um, with those two? Sure. We have a question from Vincent in Florida. Vincent says, I just completed my bachelor's in business administration, and I'm really excited about the opportunity to take on a leadership role in some company. Listening today has given me an insight that I will need to clarify my own values and then develop my voice around that, but I don't have a business context for how to do that, so I'm wondering what process can I undertake to develop my own values Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good question. A,
1: very good question. Anyone want to take a stab at that? And when when we think of our own values, we think what's important to us. So yeah. um
2: mm-hmm. kind of I would suggest starting right there is uh Vincent, first of all, congratulations on getting your bachelor's. That's very exciting. Um second, I would say you should sit down and really think about what your values are, Mm -hmm. and not just your values as if I was a leader in a company, what would be my values, but what are your values as a human being? Because those roll over into the workforce, and that's how... um, People want to see you as a human being. So what are Mm -hmm. your values as a human being? Really think about those and then think how can those values um, intertwine with your leadership style. And I think once you develop those, then that's how you're going to develop your voice because then you're going to need to start speaking it because the more that you verbalize your values, the more they actually become true within yourself. So that would be my advice. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mindy. Yvonne, anything you'd like to add?
3: Yeah, I'm just sitting here shaking my head. Go, Mindy. Yes, um, that is so true because it's you who show up in that leadership role. And so you need to reflect on who you are and what your core values are. I mean, those, you know, unchanging, those um, deep core values that uh, show up and, you know, who you are in no matter what setting that you're in. And then, begin to see if that kind of leader is already out there. I mean, you want to look in, you know, the the um question, uh, Vincent says that he doesn't have a business context, but he may see a leader that um, inspires him, and so if he can connect with that leader that inspires him and see you know how they model the way as a leader um, and, and it 's those core values that will connect us to that one that inspires us mm-hmm. and um, and if he works from that point of reference and just be honest and have a sense of integrity and and try to be consistent and just show up because when we don 't show up we Fail those that we lead, and we fail ourselves. Great, wonderful.
1: I thank both of you for you know for your input on that, Valerie. I know we have Stepman Graham and Larry Gartner coming up on a show, upcoming show. It's leading uh, from the core. What date is that?
4: That show is <coughs> on.
1: October 5th October 5th Vincent you might want to tune into that show too and and we can actually ask that question again because I know Stetman does a lot around the space of leading from your core including values so that might be another um, opportunity to get some input on that Um, thank you Vincent so much for sending in that question
4: and Valerie I think there was another question you had pulled Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this question comes from Jennifer in New York. Okay. Uh, Jennifer's question states, I am a supervisor in a small company and have not had a lot of exposure, quote unquote, in leadership training. Uh, and this whole notion of modeling the way is new to me. I mean, I know about... I know about doing what you say you're going to, but I would like to know how I become a more intentional, how I become more intentional about modeling the way. How do I develop this
3: awareness as a leader?
4: Okay.
1: Uh, Mindy or Yvonne, do you want to respond to Jennifer?
3: Sure this is ivanda i I would love to respond to Jennifer. How can she become intentional about modeling? um She does it and then solicits feedback to make sure that her intention is actually uh meaning the impact of what she desires. I mean, it does take practice it takes um situations, and then she should self reflect like did I handle that situation in the manner that uh, modeled the best form of leadership for myself. You know, she should check in with herself. I know this sounds weird but she doesn't have verbally talk to herself but check in. Mm-hmm. Look at those life experiences and those opportunities even the ones that are of challenge and see if she responded in the intent that she wanted to respond and see if she modeled it in the intent that she wanted to model and then solicit feedback. Okay. And sometimes receiving that feedback, be prepared and embrace it as a tool of learning and not as a tool of disempowerment, you know, even if the feedback is not what we expected um, because you grow. And the more that she's aware of that process of checking in and reevaluating herself and soliciting uh, feedback from those that she leads, it it makes her more in tune. Okay. It will make her more aware over time. And truly as a leader, you, you will get many opportunities of practice.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Ivonda, uh, And, uh, Mindy, anything you'd like to add for Jennifer?
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm smiling to myself about Jennifer's question because I, I went through the same process Jennifer's going through. Um, I didn't know that there was even this whole world out there about how to be an effective leader and so when I first started uh, taking some leadership courses I was like wow you know there's actually an approach to this and, and I had never realized that either I thought it's just something that comes naturally or, or you either have it or you don't but it, it does take effort and like Avonda said um, talking to yourself and that I do that a lot um, for example, the other day, it was a really busy day at work. I was at my computer. You know, I had a lot to get done, and a staff person came in and sat down in my office, and, and she was like, do you have time to talk? And, of course, I wanted to say, no, <laughs> no, I don't have time. And um, But I, I thought in my head, I talked to myself in my head, and I said, what would an effective leader do right now? And so mm-hmm. I, I put down my pen. You know, I gave her my attention, even though I was cringing a little bit inside, you know. But I, I just thought for a second. I said, this is what I get paid to do is to be there for my staff. So mm-hmm. um, so I put down the pen, and I allowed her to to vent to me because that's, that's my job. And afterwards, I ended up feeling really good about myself, and um, the staff person felt really good about themselves too because they were able to get a lot out that they needed to be heard. So I think, just like Yvonne said, becoming conscious about mm-hmm. your um, your intentions mm-hmm. and talking to yourself. <laughs> Wonderful.
1: So, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm loving that for Jennifer with regards to getting clear about what it is you want to do, be intentional about doing it, self-reflect, and solicit feedback.
4: Mm-hmm. Wonderful um valerie anything um any other questions or anything you'd like to add? No, I absolutely think they answered the question well. it is okay. about um you know being intentional and um going for what it is you want to achieve by uh putting a plan in place mm-hmm. to to develop those skills and to acquire the knowledge that you need to lead and lead effectively.
1: Great. Mm-hmm. So, Valerie, could you share with our listening audience um, the phone number and email they can actually um, use in order to get topics that they'd like to have us explore, sent in, as well as questions
4: in the future? Sure. If they have ideas for um, topics or just want to send in a question, they should call one 866 Four seven two five seven nine zero, or they may send their emails to Dr. G at InnoVisions.org and that's dr.g at InnoVisions.org. Okay, you know what Valerie, it's, it's dawning on me too that the, the
1: um, question line we give is actually the question line they should call while we're on the air. Um, can we actually give them another number that they can call when we're actually not on the air? If they want to send something in. Perhaps your line or Or mine. Oh, yes.
4: Um, They can call 858-244-8235 or 858-244-8264. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thanks again, Valerie. All right.
1: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. So when we kind of think about the um, question that our um, listener had about, you know, how do they go about finding their voice,
4: Mm
1: -hmm. I was going to ask any other thoughts that you had on that, but it sounds like we actually need to take a short break. So why don't we uh, do that, and when we come back, I'll see if there's anything we want to add around finding our voice before we kind of go into some final tips on modeling the way. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions.
0: The Business Community's First Choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email g at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego funds raised go to support the neighborhood house associations mission developing children families and future leaders of our communities through empowerment education and wellness Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m.
1: Pacific time for The Growth Strategist with Aldona Ambler. On the show, Aldona and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldona will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldona Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the
0: Bottom Line in Business Talk...
1: back with more on Leadership Matters today, talking about modeling the way. Before we went to break, Mindy and Evonda said I would ask each of you if there's a, any additional thoughts you would want to share on how you went about finding your own voice in leadership. Uh, Mindy, any thoughts from yourself?
2: Uh, yeah. I, I think um, finding your voice as a leader is actually being the voice of your staff. So, because you're the voice for them. So I know mm-hmm. one thing that I that I really like to to say is I like to lead from behind. Mm-hmm. So so I'm not pulling my staff up. I, I I'm I'm pushing them up. So I'm behind them and I'm pushing them up. So they're actually the leaders and they're actually the voice. And I'm just kind of the spokesperson for it. Okay,
3: mm-hmm.
1: wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mindy and Ivonda. How about yourself? Any quick thoughts you have on that?
3: Yeah, I think uh, finding my voice is. um You know, just self-reflecting about my intention and then being honest if it's, you know, my head intention or my heart intention and then deciding, um, you know, where I want to speak from on a certain situation. And, you know, and I do research and I try to get, you know, other leaders, um, like-minded leaders, their perspective to make sure that I'm growing and that I don't get stuck in my own um, place of development. So I do want to grow and further my learning, so I do read and learn and and try to seek out training so I can grow and and then make sure that I'm uh, evaluating if it's my heart's intention voice or my head intention voice.
1: Excellent. Thank you. You know, Martin Luther King said a true leader is not a searcher of consensus but a molder of consensus. Mm hmm How do you Mm -hmm. go about molding
3: consensus to get others to join you in your efforts? This is Yvonda. I think um, how you mold consensus is is to say what that is. Say what the end or the goal in mind is. You know, a lot of people can back into what the end in mind is about, mm-hmm. and you facilitate a discussion around that. And I think as leaders, we have to be able to bend a little bit. That if we don't get to the ultimate goal that we seek, to understand that there could be another way, and so you facilitate a discussion and a process, and then trust that process. You know, we do come to the table with our own biases and our own assumptions, and you want to be clear about that, Mm -hmm. and then trust that process of discussion and engagement that you will ultimately get to the best goal for the good of the group.
1: Wonderful. Thank you, Yvonda.
2: Anything you'd like to add, Mindy? I agree with Avonda, with um, getting consistent through a uh, discussion, mm-hmm. and I think uh, you should never make a big decision without getting the input um, from your staff members. So that is how you're going to get everyone on the same page is if you sit down and talk about it and um, and talk about it until you get an overall agreement from everyone so that whatever that decision is, everyone uh, had some part in making that decision, and they had that buy-in. So if it succeeds, everyone can celebrate, and if it fails, um, everyone can go back to the drawing board together. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I
1: asked this question, I kind of put that out there, um, because I think enrolling others in our vision and in our thoughts is important. And at the same time, I embrace the thought, as uh, Mindy said, we want to get input, And there's sometimes when, as leaders, we have to make um, difficult decisions, Mm -hmm. um, and we make decisions considering input, and it may not be a decision that's made by consensus. It may be a decision that we have to make the call um, with consideration of the input that we've been provided. But um, definitely I appreciate the importance of um, being able to bring others on board and trying to come up with something everyone can embrace and live with. I um, want to have you um, each just think about are there any final thoughts that you would give to our, our listening audience as relates to modeling the way
3: mm-hmm. <clears throat> one final thought this is Yvonda, is that I think um, as leaders we need to be humble to know that we haven't learned it all and to continue to grow and to continue to learn and to seek those opportunities to to grow. I think there's just so um much, you know, information out there and you do have to use your own filter to kind of sift through what you take in and what you dispose of. But I think um I never want to feel like I've got all the answers. I never want to feel um, that I know it all. And so I just have to remind myself that as a servant leader that it's an hum- a humbling experience, and sometimes I do have to be silent and quiet to kind of hear that inner voice that guides me um, and know that there's always more opportunity to learn and grow, and there's always, a, a you know, a reachable end in mind but the end may look very different than what we envision sometimes and you know what that's okay sometimes
1: Mm -hmm. wonderful final thoughts from yourself mindy
2: yeah very much along the lines of is being humble so as a leader you never want to be too big or too important Mm -hmm. and um i like to read uh little messages, inspiring messages, and um, there's a Chinese proverb that I think fits real well, so I'm going to read it. It's it's not very long, but it says, a good general doesn't show off his power. A good warrior doesn't get angry. A good conqueror doesn't attack people. A good employer puts himself below his employees. This is called the power of non-contention. This is called using the strength of others. This is called perfect emulation of heaven.
3: Wow. I I like that. (laughs) Mm.
2: Yeah. I like that too. <laughs> thank you, Cindy.
1: That is excellent. Oh, and and what's the what was the author? Where'd you get that from?
2: This is a it's um from the Chinese philosophy Taoism. Okay. Yes, right. so if you look up the Tao Te Ching, you okay. will find that. Someone, Someone might um, be able to Google it and find there. it there. Yes.
1: Okay. yes. Great.
3: I like that. Thank yes. you.
1: hmm So yeah. thank you both for all of the insight you've um shared with us today. I'm going to um, just give a shout-out to a forum that we have coming up. It's called Talk Leadership Forum. It's going to be held here at the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, our Copley location. Our Talk Leadership Forums will be pretty much designed like the advance was around the philosophy of people grow from interaction with each other. So it will be an opportunity from leaders from all across um the county and whomever would like to join us to come in and talk about uh, topics each month and the, the topic for the month of September is building morale and that's mm-hmm. going to be held on September the 27th. Again here at the Neighborhood House Association there's no cost and it's open to our employees, our partners, our delegate agencies as well as the general public to RSVP, please go to workshops at neighborhoodhouse.org. Again, that's workshops at neighborhoodhouse.org. But love to um, have you there. And we'll be having those forums every fourth Tuesday of the month from 1030 a.m. until 12 o'clock noon. Okay. Um, any references or other upcoming events that either of you'd like to give a shout-out to? Um, none at this time. Okay. And how about yourself, um, Mindy? Any references uh, or upcoming events you uh, want to reference?
2: One reference for for um, some of those listeners that are trying to kind of get their vision in place is there is a book called The Visionary Director, and that's by Margie Carter. And um, I think that that's a, a pretty good book to kind of help you define who you are as a leader. Excellent, thank you, Mindy. Well, again, uh, Mindy.
1: We enjoyed having you on the show. It's Mindy Mulligan, area director for the Head Start program here at the Neighborhood House Association. Thank you so much, Mindy. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. And Ivonda Thomas, director of the health department for the city of Evanston. Always a pleasure to have you on the show as well, Ivonda.
3: Thank you so much, Dr. G.
1: Mm-hmm. And to our listeners, we want to thank you for being with us today. We invite you to join us every Wednesday at two o'clock PM for Leadership Matters. And just as a reminder, you can go back and download any of the shows that have um, played in the past, as well as today's show at no cost, just by going to the website. So again, please join us every Wednesday, two o'clock PM or business when you can at Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions.